This shit right here sound like a goddamn mango swisher with peach rings, baby. Yeah. Into the Nashville Bets podcast. I'm your host, Jack, and with me, as always, is Hayden and the Beaver. Uh, today, we got a great episode for you. We're talking MLB, we're talking Final Four, we're talking unsuspecting pro athletes that drink a little too much. But I want to go right ahead and jump into a recap. And guys, I think I reached that point in the NCAA slight tournament where I kind of regret having all these upsets. Like, I love a good 15 seed being a two. Head Roberts, I mean Oral Roberts, beating OSU. I'm sorry, the OSU. But having to see them, or having to see a team like Oregon State or UCLA or like a Loyola Chicago make it into the Sweet 16 slash Elite Eight is kind of tough to watch. Especially when they go up against like clearly better teams. I don't know. I don't think it's that surprising. They caught March Madness for a reason. And uh, I was expecting a little madness this year. And uh we saw some madness pretty early on. No, like, I love a good upset, but the re- repercussions of, like, watching the upset the following weekend, like, what, for instance, like, uh, Oregon State, I would have much rather, it was fun watching Oregon State beat Oklahoma State, but I much would have rather have seen Oregon State and Illinois or one of those two teams go on instead of Oregon State. Oregon-USC was a shitty game. Other than that, they were all good games. I mean, I wouldn't say there were that many, to be honest. Like, Arkansas Oral Roberts was fantastic. That was great head. Uh, I'm sorry, great Oral. Um, Syracuse-Houston stunk. I hated that game. Baylor-Villanova stunk. Uh, Oregon State-Loyola-Chicago stunk. Uh, I mean, Florida State-Michigan was one of the worst games I think I've ever seen. And we were drinking a lot during that time. And I was still like, this is awful basketball. Alabama couldn't hit a free throw against UCLA. I mean, what, we understand that Nate Oates has that, like, specific court that he plays on for practice, emphasizing threes and layups, but clearly they never practiced a free throw in their entire fucking life. It looked like Shaq in there during Scary Movie 3. <laughs> yeah, and then US, USC Oregon stunk. A lot of stinkers out there. But on to the Final Four, though, so what do y'all think? I mean, I'm all over Gonzaga. I, I bet Gonzaga last week um, to win the whole thing at plus 135. And I'm glad I did. I'm sticking with it. Also, I don't know how you don't sprinkle a little bit of money on um, UCLA right now at plus 3,000. There's four teams left, and they're sitting at a preseason fucking odds right now to win the whole thing. I just went ahead and put $5 on UCLA to win the whole thing. Five to pay $155. So... I'd advise everybody out there to maybe put a, uh, a quick fiver or a tenner, um, just a little something-something on you say. They're not going to win, but how do you not do that with those kind of odds? Yeah, just in case a little salt bay on the money line. Or a salt bay on the uh, – Just in case we have like. a COVID outbreak in the in the Gonzaga Hotel. I'm not saying um, I'd like that for it to happen, but it'd be pretty good. Trying to make some money. <laughs> what, do you, what do y'all think about uh, Gonzaga 14 and a half? It's at 14 and a half now. That's fucking nuts. It's hard, but then you... I get, can't do it. But you get... So, uh, well, Gonzaga has only... There's only been one game all season that Gonzaga hasn't won by 10 points. It was West Virginia on December 2nd, and they won by five or six points. So, it makes sense. Um, just go ahead and give them the 10, and then plus four more, because nobody respects UCLA, apparently. 
So, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I'm going back and forth, but I, th- I think at the end of the day, I'm probably going to have to take the minus 14. No, it just takes it just forces me to have to take Baylor minus 5, which I'm not really ecstatic about. Well, Houston can't score. It's the definition of shitty pickup basketball where all they can do is hit layups and board. And that's it. Play great defense. They can't hit a fucking shot. But if they can hold their opponent to lower than 60, they have a great chance. And Baylor's just not going to fall to that trap. I think Baylor might... This might be the most lopsided Final Four we've seen in decades. Well, I hope both of them score because I actually parlayed the over at 134 and then took Baylor minus five. So you think Baylor should be a bigger spread than it is right now in this season? I would like to... I, I would think, expect I think to be so. an eight. Yeah. Right. Why don't you alternate spread that baby and get it at some good plus money? Huh? Huh? I might have to. I mean, if they're going to give it to me at five, I think that's taking candy from a baby. And then I... I personally am not going to touch the over and under. 134 seems like a solid, solid little area. I, I think maybe the under on the UCLA Gonzaga game is going to be good. Um, 145. Or 145 and a half is what DraftKings has it at. No free ads. Uh, UCLA defense, very solid. I don't think they're going to score very much. I think that it's, that, that's another reason to bet Gonzaga minus 14. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting uh Saturday for sure. Did y'all see that uh, that Barcelona tweet about Gonzaga and Baylor being the most anticipated uh, NCAA tournament finals in like years? No, I didn't see that. It's gonna be an exciting game though. I mean, yeah, but most anticipated between two not really big basketball schools. Yeah, two kind of small market places that are uh, not your well-known basketball brands is is. I mean, off, just but. looking at the last like ten years, like UNC, Michigan State. The two or Butler years against Duke and Connecticut. Uh, you have Kentucky, Kansas, Michigan, and Louisville. Granted, it's the asterisk Rick Pitino year, but still, I mean that was fucking great. UConn still versus counts. Kentucky, Duke, Wisconsin. Which you know what? I'm a, as a Wisconsin bandwagoner, love that team. But you know, it's still against Duke instead of Gonzaga and Baylor. I can't imagine getting a Gonzaga Houston matchup like two small schools. He's not necessarily small, but they play in the American Conference, and so they're not your uh, national brand right there for sure. Um, That would be a. uh, I I think that would make the NCAA pretty sad to see a matchup like that. I think think ideally they'd want UCLA and Baylor to be playing against thing. Um, But yeah, I mean we're we're leaning towards. I don't see how anybody stops Gonzaga at this point. No, they're going to win by what thirty five against UCLA, and then they might beat Baylor by a conservative fifteen. Opening day starting up tomorrow. I'm so excited. First. And also, I can let everyone know, the first game tomorrow is at noon um, Central Time. And it's a very odd lineup because there's games all afternoon after that. There's four games at 3 o'clock. We're talking Central Time. And then the next game starts after 3 o'clock. doesn't start until 9 o'clock. There's going to be three 9 o'clock games. So there's nothing in that 5, 6, 7 o'clock like primetime slot. Like, get home after work and start boozing or go to the bar with your friends. It's kind of, I mean, the, game, the 3 o'clock game will still be on, but... Um, kind of an awkward way of, of doing opening day, and I can't remember if this is how it's been in the past, but uh, um, I, I find it a little bit off. Well, you know the reason why they're doing that, right? Wait, I'm so the the that eleven oh five or the twelve oh five central game is the Yankees and the Blue Jays, uh-huh. and so your Yankees faithful are you know getting up there in the age, and so if you put them on at nine o'clock, all these elders are going to go to bed, and so you can't really keep them up that long. So you got to put them on for the nice day game. Yeah, I mean, daytime baseball is always exciting, and they always draw a crowd um, for people that don't have 9-5s. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you would think that there'd be something there in the primetime slot. Um, I like coming home and, and watching a good 6 o'clock uh, Braves game on my TV every day. So what are y'all's favorite picks for tomorrow? Ooh. Ooh, this is all over Hayden. Hayden's got the parlay of to king all parlays. Uh, the opening parlay day picks. parlay. Or toot toot! Alright, so I got the p- opening day parlay. We got the Braves, White Sox, and the Dodgers. I'm taking the Dodgers under 11.5 runs. Um, we got the Juices at plus 557 on FanDuel. So just to clarify, that's White Sox money line, Braves money line, and under on the Dodgers game at 11.5. 100%. Wow. Hammer. And what was that? Plus 5 what? 57. 557. Jeez. That's a lot of money right there. That is enough money. Why? Who needs the president to give you a stimulus check when we're giving you half a stimulus check right there? Yeah. Also, to all you baseball fans out there that have been gambling on baseball for a while, tweet us at Nashville Bets or DM us on or at on Instagram at Nashville Bets. Is eleven and a half a lot of runs? It seems like it's an outrageous amount of runs. Oh, it's definitely an outrageous amount of runs. Way too I mean, many for opening day. Unless those balls are a little softer than they should be, it's going to be an unfortunate thing if that's the case tomorrow. Two points higher than the next one, and also didn't we? Because are they are they in? They're in Colorado. So I guess I mean hell I, the ball I guess the ball flies further in Colorado. They're in Rado, and I guess that thin air really Maybe. makes makes a uh, makes bat touch ball pretty fucking hard out there. But Clayton Kershaw's pitching right, and this, so it's gonna be a pitcher's day tomorrow. I mean these are all aces playing. Well, the Rockies are we, aren't very good. Are we expecting the Dodgers to put up like eight runs and then the rest come from? I mean that just seems ridiculous. I, yeah, you would hope so, but God, who the fuck knows anymore? Oh. I'm blown away. I'm astonished. All I'm saying is get the hot dogs ready. Get the Dodgers dogs ready. It's going to be a day. I am stoked. I wish that there was a Major League Baseball team here in Nashville. I think there will be one day. We'll get into that at some point. Um, but not yet. We're waiting on Minor League Baseball to start here in, in Nashville. Um, yeah, I was reading a, a couple predictions for the season, and it really reassured me when I saw like half of the sports writers out there for baseball playing the White Sox in the World Series. It was only half, so if it was like a consensus, like it is for like the Dodgers or the Padres, be very nervous. But about half of them, so you know what? I'm feeling good. We're feeling hot. Is anybody out of those articles picking the uh, Braves? No. Well, a lot of people are picking the Braves. The Braves are fifth to in, uh, go into the World Series. The, ba- the Braves, With are the Dodgers, f- and the Padres. The Braves are one, two, the Braves the are Padres. I don't. Th- I mean, the Padres can be good, but I don't expect the Padres to be up there contending. The Braves I mean, are fifth in preseason voting right now. To uh, win the World Series, the White Sox are fourth, so they're like neck and neck right now. Um, to win the World Series, it's not like it's that far out of control. Well, I mean, yeah, but also we all know the Braves' history with postseasons. Don't go. It's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new Braves. What team. was that two years ago? Was it eleven runs in the first? Yeah, twelve runs in the first inning. Oh, it was crazy. In a also, game, was it a game five, game seven? The Braves have a ridiculous hitting team. We got Ronald Acuna Jr. is um, at the top of the futures picks to have the most home runs this year as well, and I want to say he was at plus. Well, see. You got it. Sound it out. Plus eleven hundred. Touch range are cool, man. Some brand new. It's like an iPad and a laptop all in one. This is a it's a hell of a deal that you can't seem to operate. Well, the this DraftKings website was having a glitch at the time. So Never yet. Go back, um, Ronald Cooney Jr. plus 1,100 to lead the uh, MLB in home runs this season. Um, followed closely by Pete Alonso. So, uh, 
and then follow closely again. Actually, they're all tied. Pete Alonso, Mike Trout, um, all three of those guys are tied for uh, preseason most home runs. So it's gonna be competitive. Also, outside of the parlay, some sneaky bets that I'm finding a lot of uh, interest in. Strode or the Asterix, I'm sorry. And the Athletics are at even money right now. Zach Greinke's pitching for the Strix. So I think I might take that, although the Astros might be throwing for heads. Because we all know, and it is our duty as official baseball gambling podcast, to call out the Asterix for doing all that stealing signs and videotape and shit. They didn't have their revenge tour. We need to put their revenge tour on this year. Have the fans get involved. And I'm going to be listening really closely for any kind of sounds, um, of, like trash cans or something like that. To be happening throughout the game, so you can count me in as the official, uh, not official game um, quality control referee. Yes, we will be contacting MLB to make sure that your salary gets paid. I've got a direct line, so <laughs> I just want to know what Tiger Woods was on because it was seven twelve in the morning. Oh, seven twenty two a.m. Sorry. So since he was in L.A., kind of a vacation, he's probably out till about. Say four, maybe we got a tight hour's sleep um, after raging all night long. Woke up in the morning. I don't know. Took a uh, took a quaalude maybe. We want to bring quaaludes back. I think it was uh, wasn't it Petros Papadakis that came out. It was like yeah, like four people die a year. Like who like go to that high school at the top of the hill. Yeah, yeah. Because he went to the high school right there, and he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy winding road. Um, no. It so, is a big wreck spot, especially if you're fucked up. Here's what happened. Lay it on us. So Tiger Woods wakes up. He's a little hungover. Duh. He's also running late. How many girls were in the bed when he woke up? Zero. And here's why I'm telling you why. Men? Right. There's no, no men either. No sex at all for Tiger that night. So okay. he, he wakes Strange up. Strange take. He wakes up hungover. Yeah. And he's running late. Uh huh. He gets in his car and he's like, "Fuck." So he. No women last night. He's clearly got to rub one out on the way to the golf course. That makes a lot of sense. And he completely loses control. Uh, do you think it's because he had so much lotion in his hands that it made the steering wheel super hard to grip? But he his hand was go. so good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, have you seen the way he grips a nine iron? Yeah. I mean, how? I mean, that's erotic just to watch that. Did anybody take a black light to the car after the accident? I want to know that. These are the questions that people well, that's are not how, asking. Well, they're not going to tell us. Apparently for privacy not. reasons. Okay. So, well, Tiger Woods was, was too pri- motioned up. If it was up. a privacy reason, it can't be drugs, right? Or alcohol. Do you think that's why it was so easy for him to slip right out the window when they cut it open? Is because he was so lubed up with lotion and Vaseline already? <laughs> it was just kind of like a salamander going through a creek with his broken ankles. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he just kind of like slithered his way out of the car. It was all... It's all slippery, slippery. I, Beaver, I'm a little nervous on how you actually jerk off. Because if you're that looped up, head to toe, just, just a human condom. Do you guys not, do you guys not <laughs> take a bath full of KY jelly every time you get ready to get Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's why I chose my apartment. Just got a, uh, a bathtub big enough for me and, and enough jelly to uh, fill in a little size swimming pool. So... <laughs> That's awesome. Sometimes people ask questions when I go to Kroger and I get like a couple tubs of that stuff, but uh, I mean, I pay them more money. In the end. But I'm saying, okay, so that, that makes a valid statement. Do you think he was also, he was so hungover, he maybe took a quick, I don't know, a Xanax or a 
Oxy or something like that just to pass the time. He was about to go golf with Drew Brees, right? I feel like Drew Brees has probably got kind of a lame personality. He's like, I need to kick this up a notch. Well, you can talk about how many ribs he broke this year. Drew Brees would feel like I feel like he would not be a very fun guy to golf with. He doesn't seem like he has much personality, as most people in the NFL do. Not. <laughs> I mean, he might be one of those quiet guys on the field where like an absolute fucking partier. Like the stories referred about, like Eli and Peyton when they go down to uh, those guys rage for sure. But you can kind of see. Got, it. Wait, Eli Manning rages. Eli is so definitely rages during the. Uh, he got arrested at Ole Miss his freshman year for public intoxication. Maybe it's just because he looks fucking stupid. He looks like the guy that rages. Time out. Yeah. No, he he's looks like a frat rat, dude. No, but have you not heard the stories of like the Manning passing camp? So they like run out of bar near the area, and everyone who goes into the bar has to like turn on their phones. And the Manning brothers just get fucking sloppy. Nice, nice. That's what to do it. I heard a uh, those are remember Pat McAfee. Um, yeah, I think Pat McAfee was on a podcast one time talking about how after a game one time at the Giant Stadium after he retired after McAfee retired, Eli Manning invited him back to his house or whatever, and they went back to his house. It was on the New Jersey side, like on the river right there overlooking New York City. And he said it's him, Peyton. Um, some other guys, some other NFL guys, and they fucking raged all night long after this game, just boozing it up and you know, like crazy. Somehow nice I didn't know this. And we're also going to do a, just a little touch on Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> what other Deshaun Watson news do we have? Uh, so eighteen women came out today and said that he was just this fucking stand-up guy, and that they can't believe that he would ever do something like that, and. Yeah, we know how much they were paid. Does it, does it, the article doesn't list that by his lawyers. Do we know how many girls uh, his lawyer called to get the eighteen? Was yeah. it in the hundreds of thousands? Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what the conversion rate was. But one said here, the behavior described in them doesn't sound like him at all. I can't even imagine him saying those things or doing those things. I massaged Deshaun three times. He was always pleasant. Never had any uncomfortable or inappropriate experiences. Does it show pictures of these girls? Because I want to know how ugly they were to not get the Deshaun Watson treatment like the other girls were. I think he has a type. I think it has a certain type. Yeah, his type is the masseuse, apparently. Oh, it was definitely the masseuse, but I think it was a... Uh, if an ugly masseuse walked in, he's like, okay, I guess I'm just getting a regular massage today. But if it was a hot one, I, get, I think he just, like, his motor started revving. He's like, I'm getting a massage <laughs> and, a, uh, and a little uh, rub and tug action. A little Robert Kraft. Can we call him rub and tug Robert Kraft now? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's our episode. We really appreciate y'all listening in. Uh, make sure you follow, subscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe. Tell all your friends and family about the pod. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Nashville Bets. And we'll see y'all next week. This shit right here sounds like a goddamn mango swisher with peach rings, baby. Yeah. Line it up like the field of a football team. 
I'm trying to do things and I'm trying to dream But the shit I'm on now make it hard to sleep Heart racing up my chest like it's out of me I swear my fucking body is the champagne Aileen, something to scrap when I'm on the scene I'm in the coop, in the leather seats of buttercream I pull up all black like it's rest in peace Suited like a full year, boy, you best believe I do drugs, that's the pain and the stress relief I hit the weed, then I follow with the coca leaf Diesel gas, not hash, 98 supreme Straw pass, sick grab, throw shades, I can't see Come on over, wanna party and it don't include no doja You can count on me like it was Maricopa I told you since day one, I'm a damn soldier I'ma ride like a Buick in the ties toes Texting women like I'm here and you need to show up You a throat goat and the game is almost over She working overtime and her effort noticed We zooted, my team be too exclusive I'm surrounded by my bros grooving to the music Lining up in the women all acting foolish Stacy Dash, I'm a fucker till she is clueless Can't do too much or I'ma be useless I done talk mad shit and she coming through it One team, wet pussy, she a sex fiend I'ma stretch, she gon' cream like a wet dream Sit your ass down. I'm 